and welcome to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer, and today I'm sitting with my friend Kenny Kim. How's it going, Kenny? I'm doing well, Jed. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I know a little bit about you, but maybe some people who are listening do not. Well, I'm a Chicago-based destination wedding photographer. I've been doing this for about 12 years now. And I just finished my 10th year talking at WPPI. Is that right? Yeah. I feel like an old timer now. <laughs> I was, I, you know what I had, a, I talked to somebody a, a couple weeks ago and I said, maybe this resonates with you because you just said that. <laughs> I feel like that we are in part of this generation within industry that we're transitioning from, let's say there's four levels, right? Okay. And you have people that are brand new. Mm -hmm. Then you have people that have been around for a little while. Then you have people that are a little older, kind of been there and done that. Then you have like the veterans. So four levels, right? The Hall of Famers. Yeah, like the, the people that have really been around for a long time and sure. remember, you know, what it smells like to spend your days in the dark room, all that stuff, right? Okay. Uh, I feel like people like you and me are like between two and three. Like we're making the transition between level two and going into level three. You're right. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm between level three and four. <laughs> <laughs> but, You're not that old. You haven't been around that long. But I've been talking to some of my colleagues who told me they've been around for about 28 years. Yeah. And I guess uh, WPPI has been around for about 29. Yeah, almost 30 years. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, wow, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah just, I'm, I'm almost like halfway there, I guess. So what, what's, it, what's it feel like to you? Just off, This is totally off script, but what's it feel like to you to be transitioning further and further into an industry or within an industry that itself has had so many big transitions? Because 12 years ago, when you mm -hmm. started, this was completely different. Oh, it totally has. Oh, you know, these days when I come to the conference, I feel like I'm stepping back a little bit and yeah. just watching everything unfold. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm noticing the transition. And you didn't do that before, you don't think? Like, no, I think in the, initially I was caught up in the excitement of all the you yeah. know, hoopla coming to a you know, convention right. like this. Yeah. You know, meeting new people, checking out all the new products. You know, it was exciting for me. It still is now, but it's like I feel like I see it as a different perspective. It's almost like, I guess, like raising your child or something, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of step back and you see them grow up and you're just kind of proud of you know what it's become kind of a thing yeah so yeah. yeah so i think i think i just see it with a different pair of glasses see that's part of days. the that's part of the that's one of the level three symptoms is that you're able to mm. step back i think and and, <laughs> and see it from that perspective because you're right when you're when you come here for the first time it's like a deer in the headlights right right you know here at wppi in las vegas um that's where we're at right now at mandalay bay and it is, it is, it is, you, it's so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then after a few years, it's just so exciting. You come out here and, and, and you, and you go to a few classes if you can get up that early after the night before. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it's, you, you can get so caught up in it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, you're, you're still coming, you're still enjoying it. You're still getting a lot of takeaways, but you're looking at it from a, from a higher point of view, maybe? Right, right. Now I feel like I'm kind of running the marathon a little bit. Yeah. So coming to the WPPI is more like a family reunion or just like a, right. a, a reminder and encouragement, you know, to seeing all the other photographers still in the business, you know, and we're still like encouraging each other, catching up, you know. And How think. important do you think is it to make the effort, these days in particular, to make the effort to come and travel to a place like this for the type of 
education that's you know, offered. I don't even think of it really as an effort. I feel like it's kind of like my you know year year long progress and you know like a, kind of the list of things that I have to do. Yeah, you know, it, like just like if you have to go to like a birthday party or if you have to go to like your family you know reunion right event. I just think of WPPI as one of the one of those things. Is that like right? February rolls around. Yeah. I'm like, well, I gotta sign up. I gotta go. Yeah, it's just <laughs> uh, it's, it's an automatic. Right. Right. So you would you would obviously then encourage people to make the effort as opposed to because I know that again something else that's different these days than twelve years ago is the amount of education that you can get online. Oh, it's and some of it incredible. for free. Right. Right. But it, this is different. It is, yeah, and I think it's really about connecting with people and networking, you know, and mm-hmm. learning from each other. Mm-hmm. I've had. T- you know, as much as, you know, wonderful classes at WPPI offers, sometimes I feel like I learned the best just by sitting down and talking with people yes. at one of the social gatherings or just Spontaneous conversation that was exactly. completely unplanned. You <laughs> just, didn't see it coming. Exactly. Right. Just the other day, I was sitting down with a wonderful photographer from uh, Southern California named Rich Lander. Mm-hmm. This guy's killing it. I yeah. think he's, I don't know what level he's at, but I think he's somewhere <laughs> between two and three, two. Yeah. But he's killing it, you know. And we've been friends for a while, you know, and we actually met on social media, although we have a lot of mutual friends. Right. And we just started chatting. And next thing I know, he's just sharing all his like business tips with, with me. And I'm just like, man, this guy, this guy's awesome. And you're just awesome. like taking it all in. Exactly. Keep, keep going. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking note of everything you're saying. And I'm like scratching to myself. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't sign up for his uh, $2,000 workshop. Right, right. Because you're getting all the info for <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for, for those of you listening, you guys should totally check him out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's what happens. You don't, you don't, you didn't plan on that. And he certainly didn't plan on that either. Exactly. Um, but that's, that's my experience too. You sit down with somebody and you start chatting and all of a sudden, it's just it just comes naturally to start to start sharing and gleaning and mm-hmm. and and giving tip after tip and experience after experience yeah. and it's a, that's a wonderful thing. It really that is. It doesn't happen online yeah. the way that it that it does. It's here. just the organic you know the thing that just flows out naturally and yeah you're right it is beautiful. I'm 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 glad to hear it. I I I just well part of it's selfish. I just like to see people in person rather than chatting with them <laughs> that's on, the, true too. on the internet. That's true too. So. Destination weddings. That's uh, that's kind of your deal this year. That's yes. what you're. That's what you're all about. That's what you're focused on. Um, talk about that a little bit, just from a broad sense initially. Well, it's become a destination wedding has become a very popular topic because I think photographers have this elusive dream about you know going to an exotic location and, and just photographing beautiful things and you know making it a, a beautiful trip out of it right. um but what i try to help people actually when i teach this class is that destination wedding is not about you guys it's mm. really about the couple <laughs> so i like um, that <laughs> so i think you know I, ha- I try to help them to see things in a different perspective mm-hmm. um it's and destination wedding is actually defined as when a couple goes travels more than 100 miles from where, where they live to have a wedding more as, than 100 miles okay yeah as opposed to us going somewhere you know, okay shooting a wedding so right. i could be traveling to california but if the couple flew me out there to shoot their wedding then it's not a really a destination wedding because that's not considered a destination nope. wedding if you're just going out to shoot in their hometown right even not, if they yeah. live a ways away yeah i mean it would feel like it for you as a photographer right but i think according to the destination wedding magazine um, they're defining that as not something that counts towards okay. that. Okay. But the good thing is, is that people that come to you are having a destination wedding. So in some sense, when I'm shooting weddings in Chicago, right? Um, I am shooting a destination wedding because they're coming from wherever. Exactly. Right. 
Exactly. And I always encourage people because the number one question that I get from a lot of photographers is, how do I you know, start shooting destination weddings? And I tell them, start with your local market first. Mm-hmm. And just like how you always get um, you know, inquiries or from people just like walking up to you at weddings, asking for your business card, mm-hmm. um, do the best you can as a photographer in your hometown. And believe it or not, you're going to start getting inquiries from the guests that are out of town yeah. that okay. come to you who happen to be getting married and might want to just, just fly you out there. Do, do you make, so what sort of intentional efforts, if any, do you make to spur that on? Um, not necessarily, in like not any specific intentions, mm-hmm. but I just try to treat all my clients as if, you know, it's the only wedding that I'm going to shoot every year. Mm-hmm. And I just take very good care of them. And their testimonial goes a long way when, when it comes to you know, getting new leads. Well, and, and the other people are seeing, so they're exactly. they're experiencing it the same way, exactly, uh, or at the same time, not necessarily in the same way, but they're there. They see what you're doing, right? Right. It's, it's like an open interview. It's a live interview, and they're right. watching your work just to see how well you do. I like. <laughs> you have a lot of great way, a lot of great ways of putting things. I enjoy that. Yeah. So, so okay, that's I'm intrigued. First of all, by the destination wedding, um, coming from the perspective of the bride and groom and mm-hmm. not the photographer. Right. I had not really considered it that way. Like right. I was thinking if I go from Illinois to Tennessee, mm-hmm. that's a destination wedding because I'm leaving, right? Right. right. But it's not necessi- that's not the case. No, not at all. So, but anyways, I tried to, you know, obviously, but that, that perspective from the photographer is still there that, you know, they're wanting to shoot, you know, shoot the destination wedding uh-huh. and they want to travel. Uh-huh. So, you know, I try to teach them how to be a practical traveler, how to, you know, prepare well for to travel as a photographer yeah but i try to help them paint a different picture as well about what this whole you know destination category is all about okay yeah and you know obviously as you do that you're going to be able to end up going to you know various locations that are exotic you know that's destination for us as well as the couples so how does it how does it start what sort of um marketing efforts do you like bill yourself as a as the destination photographer specifically so yeah. people know yeah i mean if you look at the number of weddings that i photograph i'd say it's only about 30 to 40 percent that are actual destination weddings okay but i think it's good to always specialize yourself in something as an expert mm-hmm. so you know even when people ask me i just tell them i'm a destination wedding photographer mm-hmm. i'm based in chicago mm-hmm. and you know obviously you know i'll still shoot you know chicago weddings as you know as they come of course and but you know, when people hear that you're an expert, um, people kind of reach out to you. You know, they kind of trust you to do the things that you know a destination wedding photographer would. So, in order to prepare myself to do that, um, I have to become like an expert in traveler. Right. Um, I have to be efficiency is key type of thing. Exactly, exactly. And also, I have to be familiarized with the locations that I'm going. Right. So, um, I actually invest my time by going to some of my favorite locations that I love to shoot weddings at. And I become an expert in that area just so that when clients ask me, I can actually educate them and help them plan out, you know, various things for the so wedding. So do you do much like on-site scouting, even like beforehand? Do you get in early? Right. For locations that I've not been to, I do get there several days early. Right. And I'll check into my hotel and I'll plan out like a kind of like a photography route, mm-hmm. you know, from the bride and the groom getting ready to where the ceremony is and where the reception is going to be you know i kind of like you know scope things out i walk around or i drive around you know to these locations to see if there's any like uh, photographic spots i can take them to so be prepared yeah it's kind of like you know preparing for an exam right you're getting ready you know to study everything right and you want to be ready i mean when when it comes right down to it and you're Mm -hmm. and you're getting ready to photograph the couple right 
you got to know what you're doing. Right. And then another advice I give to photographers is that don't try to like just go all over the world and you know shoot in different locations everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think eventually you're gonna be get burnt out if you do that. So I tell them, um, you know what? Just think of like about three to five locations that you really enjoy going to, uh-huh. and that you would just wouldn't mind vacationing, and then just focus on those areas for now. And how do you focus just on those areas? Like, how do you narrow it down? Um, I just kind of close my eyes and I tell myself, like, where does my mind wander to? You know, when I close my eyes and I think of the word vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, from a practical standpoint with the bride and the groom, like, you, mm-hmm. how, if, how, how do you narrow where you're going to go down based, I mean, considering the fact that you don't know where people are going to want to go. Right. Well, I study the market and find out where some of the popular destination locations are Mm -hmm. and then see if those kind of attract me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, some of the locations I love going to are Napa Valley, Mm -hmm. um, Hawaii, and Italy, and they happen to be in the top five category of location in terms of destination. So are you working with people in those places locally to promote you? Right. Uh, I do a lot of things, actually, to market myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I meet, meet with the local vendors there. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think of it as like advertising, and I invest myself by you know bringing myself out there and spending a few days in those locations, okay. scouting out the location, uh, looking at potential uh, venues that I think would be fun to shoot weddings at. Yeah. Um, I even create like a Yelp account uh, for those local places. Is that so, right? Yeah. So okay. when people look for a wedding photographer- You'll come up. Yeah, I'll come up on there. That's that's an interesting idea. Yeah. So if, if you wanted to break into a market, so to speak, let's say uh, you just decided to uh, add Savannah, Georgia to your list of potential spots Which, where you would like to go, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you do? How do you, how do you tackle that? I would book a trip out there during mm-hmm. the, uh, maybe the slow time of the year mm-hmm. and just to, so that I can go down there and become a tourist for a few days and mm-hmm. just check out all the locations mm-hmm. and to see you know, what beautiful things are out there that I can you know, look at. Um, and then I would maybe check out some venues and uh, think of like, hmm, where do I want to shoot? What is okay. that? Um, right. A lot of times I think hotel is a good way to get started because uh-huh. um, you can actually stay at the hotel. Right. And then if you want to meet the event planner, okay. you can just request at the you know, front desk. You know, yeah. You can even just kind of like say, I'm, I'm thinking like getting married here. You know, who would be the wedding planner that I could speak to? Right. And they'll get you in contact with the person right away. Right. And then so then when you do that, you meet with them. Then you just kind of explain to them who you are. Right. And then find out like, you know, if, if there's anything you can do for them, what kind of service you could provide. Okay. You know, <laughs> or so just to get them to know you so that you can have that face-to-face connection. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to get something right away, I don't think. Right. Most of the times. But, you know, you just never know what could come out of those kind but of involves, meetings. But it involves getting out there and kind right. of making it happen, right? Right. Yeah. Like me getting my uh, foot in the door in Napa Valley, it didn't just happen overnight. Right. It took me going there, you know, several years right. for me to establish myself out there. And right. now I'm at, you know, I'm one of the preferred vendors at several wineries out there because of that. So that kind of covers booking your first destination wedding, or at least um, the finding your first destination what right. what what involves booking the actual first wedding what involves booking the actual first wedding i think that's a tough question to ask also because you know it's like there's more than one ways to doing it uh-huh. you know i would say another way to do it is just to meet as many people as possible uh-huh. and i just i get so many cl- you know increase in leads you know from just the people i met in the, my walks of life right one of my biggest regret when i started in this career uh, back in when i was 30 um, I thought that I started, I got a little late start, you know. Because you because, thought you were older. Yeah, I thought because I was older um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't my first career choice out of college. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I'm actually very thankful because within those first, you know, eight to 10 years, you know, when I was working 
and doing other things, I've had the opportunity to meet like several hundreds right. of people. Right. And, you know, for the first few years, all my leads were coming from that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, for people that are just starting out, especially when they're young, I think they need to experience life and just go out there and just meet as many people as possible. Um, so that covers the face-to-face stuff, and, I, mm-hmm. and, and, and that seems extremely important. What about using social media? Social media is huge. Okay. <laughs> so, also, also a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And that's another change that I've, I've noticed over the past. When I used to give my talk, I used to suggest that, you know, social media is, you know, it, I, I recommend it and I think you should add it to your business. Right. Nowadays, I've changed my message. If you don't have social media and incorporate it into your business, right. then you're not going to survive. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's become a necessity. It is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. part of the reason is because most of our clients are millennials, mm-hmm. or they call it Gen Y now, mm-hmm. um, which are between the ages of 25 and 35. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what life was like without social media. That's true. You know, they've been they've incorporated it into their life. You know, mm-hmm. we, think, we think of them as like tech junkies or, you know, like, you know, or they might be just kind of shallow or they don't know how to have like a genuine relationship but in reality is that that's that that is what's you know <laughs> genuine for them you know right connecting with people over social media is what they're used to people express themselves on social media you know like just like you and i are having a conversation right for them going on social media or snapchatting mm-hmm. you know they just pour their heart out you know so so what platforms do you think are um imperative i'd say facebook and Instagram for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter and other things like that, I'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate it into my business. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to just kind of dial down the uh, Facebook and Instagram in mm-hmm. a way that's helping me gain clients. So not exposure. necessarily Snapchat. Um, you know, Snapchat, I think, is very popular as well. And I think it's one of the most number one used app out there. I'm still just trying to figure out exactly how to go about um, using that. I know about the geotagging and all those different things like that. But um, if anything, it's just it's a great way for me to connect with, you know, having a conversation and to stay in touch with the clients and the potential clients. So you put a lot, how much, like how much time do you spend on your social media presence, so to speak? Um, I think it's something I do almost like exercising. I do it on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing I check when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost have to like schedule it into your workflow yeah. to spend the amount of time to, you know, make sure you're posting, yeah. make sure you're engaging. Right. And make sure you're always, you know, you're staying on top of things. Are hashtags a big deal? Oh, they're huge. They really huge. are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll show you one of the ways I use it um, for my wedding clients. As soon as they book me, I ask them what their hashtags are for their wedding. For their wedding, yep. Yeah. And you know, statistically, they say about 53% of the bride and groom will put the hashtag in their wedding program. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why they do that is because they want to see their wedding happen in real time. Sure. So obviously, hashtag will populate all the photos right. you know, from the, from their wedding day. Right. Yeah. So people are just looking at their phone and experiencing um you know, the wedding through looking at their phone. They're watching it happen right. from other people's perspective right. throughout and, the day. And I want to take advantage of that by yeah. using the hashtag, by incorporating you know, a few of my images in there as well. So obviously you're going to kind of like scroll through a ton of bad photos and all of a sudden they're going to see mine and it's going to kind of like jump out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And it, it's a great right. way to, you know, like subtly get myself, you know, into the mix and people might that are might be looking for a photographer at the wedding could see that and have a, provide them an avenue for them to reach out to me. Are you there by yourself typically? Weddings? No, I always have an assistant with me, okay. a second shooter. So you have somebody that's second shooting and assisting, and do, do they help you out with the with keeping up with uh, social media in real time as this is happening throughout the day? No, I do it. I do it by myself. Mostly. You do that piece yeah. by yourself. Yeah, and and what I do is um I use the Instagram story quite a bit because those they don't take much effort. It's right. Just snapping a quick video or photo. 
And then the Monday after the wedding is done is when I um, post something about the wedding. Sure. And put a little bit more uh, meaningful more of a, content more on of it. More of a curated photo on the, right. on, on the actual right. timeline. Than but it. before I even do that, what I do for my client is I actually send them kind of like a highlight of watching a sport game. Yeah. You know, if you missed out on the, in, in the game or you don't want to see the entire thing, you know, you want to provide them with like a little bit of highlight. So mm-hmm. I'll, as I'm downloading all the images and backing it up, I'll select about 20 to 30 photos and I'll send it to them immediately that night. So then they, they have a, they have the content and the tool for them to be able to share their experience. Because I noticed that, you know, they spend the whole day, you know, celebrating and, and getting enjoying the wedding day. And then they want to continue on the celebration. Right. So what are they, where's the after party? Yeah. It's on social media. Mm-hmm. And that's where they go to kind of relive the whole experience. So I want to give them tools for them to be able to use. Because if I don't do that, they're just going to go online and look for their friends, like terrible right. photos that they posted right. and they got tagged in. Yeah. And I, I would hate for me to you know lose out on an opportunity. Of yeah, getting, to take know. advantage of that. Exactly. Right. exactly. I, li- I like that too. Mm-hmm. What, about, um, what about getting your work published in more of a traditional fashion? Yeah, I think getting your work published is uh, is a great thing. Um, I almost always encourage tell, to tell people that if you can try to get it published online instead of the you know the traditional publication. Instead of that, okay. Yeah. So because, I was thinking magazines, but you're yeah. you're talking. No, magazines are great, and I think it's wonderful. But uh-huh. um, I would always make sure that if they publish you on on print, mm-hmm. make sure that they, there's an online version of that as well. And if you can't, just um, don't worry about it and just publish yourself by, you know, posting things on the blog because those things stay on there forever and, you know, right. it becomes searchable and I, it has much more wider audience than being in the print magazine because after a few months or so of being on the shelf, it disappears and no one will most likely find be able to find you again. So how much effort should somebody put into maybe soliciting various companies? I know there's Junebug and The Knot and all these different places where people can be right. seen right right how much of that is is typically them reaching out to you as opposed to the other way around i think it usually is the other way around but that that's another reason why i encourage people to you know uh, work on their social media presence because that does affect and that's where know, they'll see you yeah that's where right. they'll see you they'll you know and i don't want to say that you know like popularity is you know is is what attracts audience you know but it, it really is true you know the more you visible does, you yeah. are yeah people are going to want to partner with you they're going to want to work with you you know, so um, you got to take advantage of that while, while you can. Do you think that um, doing destination weddings um, is is a bigger deal to uh, different companies? I mean, are they drawn to people that uh, do destination weddings as opposed to people that don't? Um, that's a good question, actually. I'll have to think about that a little bit. Hmm. Like, is that a selling point maybe mm-hmm. for, for them? Are they like, you know, it's going to be it, people are interested in seeing destination weddings more? Yeah, maybe because you have various ways to partner with other brands and companies. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if I travel a lot, maybe an airline company might want to you know, work with sure. me in helping them promote each other or cross-promote. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that you know, I didn't really think too much about that category. But, right. yeah, that's... Yeah, I just that question just popped into my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? You you had I saw some do's and don'ts. I'm, I'm, I always like do's and don'ts. Can mm-hmm. you go over some do's and don'ts um, on regarding the wedding day weekend with destination weddings in particular? On the day of itself, uh, I try to encourage people to or the photographers to plan out a schedule for the wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the opportunity to do that when you travel, and you can actually sit down with your couple in advance and figure out a timeline of what the best route for photography will be. Mm-hmm. I encourage to, uh, to, help, to tell people to also not, uh, if possible, 
spend all day shooting photos, um, even though it sounds like a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, I tell my clients, you know what? All these people traveled from around the world right. to spend the day with you. Right. Why do you want to waste it just, you know, capturing photos all day? Right. You know, let's just take some wonderful photos. I yeah. want you to enjoy the day. And then on another day, which gives me an opportunity to stay longer at, at locations that I go to. So on another day, let's go ahead and just make some beautiful photos together then. Okay. That way there's so, no pressure. So not on both the of wedding. Us. Yeah, not on the other not, day. Not yeah. the wedding day. Yeah, because it's almost impossible. I mean, you're getting ready maybe at a resort. You know, we don't have the time of the day to go around the island or, you know, the location that we're at right. to be able to take all those photos because that'll take like pretty much like half of your day by doing that. And, and you, are most people excited about that piece that they, they love have, the idea especially yeah. the groom because you know the guys yeah. want to just hang out and have, have a good time at with their the friends way, right? exactly <laughs> that's so, so true yeah so when you provide that option to them I mean, they almost always say yes yeah and you know i come up with some of my best work you know when i do these uh, well because days. then you don't have the pressure either is that exactly. right exactly yeah because i yeah. don't have to think of things like right away on the spot mm -hmm. and then you got the pressure of dealing with everyone around you the whole day and so are they typically decked out they're they're wearing their yeah their, they wear the their same outfit and their, their yeah. gown is that yeah is that usually before the wedding day then? I try to do it after because, you know, after a lot of, yeah, even, because right. a lot of times they don't want to see each other before the wedding day, you know, right. the, especially the wedding dress. Right. The so you are doing that after mm -hmm. and it's usually if there is usually a destination, also the honeymoon, like they, they don't leave the destination. They're there. Yeah, they usually stay a couple of days longer anyways. Just so they're there recruit. anyway. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the only thing that bride really has to do is, you know, redo her hair and makeup. Right. Uh, she still has a dress. You know her the flower. You know as soon as the ceremony is done, you can just take it away and you know you and keep, keep it, in it the nice. Yeah. Right, right, so, mm -hmm. right. That, that, all that's interesting. You don't want yeah because you don't want to toss that bouquet right and have it get destroyed. Right, right, right. You gotta, you yeah. gotta keep that for the photos the next <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. Well, if not, they can always make another bouquet for them. Sure. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What about don'ts? Don'ts. Oh gosh, I. Don't. I think I kind of mixed a little bit of both in there, didn't I? Or probably. I didn't know yeah. if you had like anything that you're like, don't do this, mm -hmm. or make sure you don't yeah. do this piece. Well, if anything, I just give them a lot of you know various advice, like when it comes to travel, you know, you should do this and you should do that, kind of things like that. Um, I don't really remember giving any specifically like don't. Are like, you? Are you? So are you? Are, do you feel like they're using you? Like typically a bride and groom are also mm -hmm. using you for advice because of your experience. I think so traveling. because I wear a lot of different hats. I'm not just a photographer, you know, while I'm there with these guys. I mean, I'm, I'm part of their family really that kind of right. comes along and takes all the nice well, photos for everyone. Well, especially if you've been there before to some degree, mm -hmm. you're kind of like a travel agent. Like yeah. this is where we should go or this is when we should do this. Right, right. right. So yeah, I think in that there's a bunch of like kind of a don'ts in that sense. Sure. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, what about uh, just travel tips? Because like if people are going, like you said, you like to pack light. Right. So you can't take, what, a lot of lights or equipments or whatever that you mm -hmm. might typically do if it was just across town. Right. So for that, I made a mistake in the beginning of um, just going to random uh, like third-party websites yeah. and booking just the cheapest possible ticket that I can find you know, to okay. go to these locations. Right. Uh, in the beginning, I thought I was doing the clients a favor by you know, trying to find the, you know, the least expensive flight. Right. 
but uh, that was a big mistake for me because I think uh, flying with one airline actually helps a lot because you earn status mm-hmm. and I'm not earning status just to like say that I'm a premier 1k or anything like that right. but it really makes traveling easier when you do that sure um, when you can tra- uh, check in more than two bags you know without right. worrying about going overweight right. yeah. um, being one of the first ones to be able to board on the plane yeah. ensures me that I have I can bring on my you know camera gear safely and you without, have space up top right. and whatnot because yeah. sometimes you know if you're one of the last ones to board the flight you run the risk of not being able to put it over you know over space and right. you, you have to gate check it and you know right and there aren't a lot of people on that plane that have you know four thousand dollars or eight thousand dollars worth of equipment in their bag exactly and i've heard stories of people you know like breaking their gear because yeah. the airline you know baggage person just tossed their bag like you know it was a sack of rice or something yeah well that's so, what they do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, do, yeah that's a really good that's actually yeah. a really good tip too you got to get on that plane early for that right for right. some space so yeah just invest a little bit even if it's just a few a few extra dollars you know mm-hmm. to book that one ticket and try to stay with one airline uh, and particularly an airline that's kind of hub to where you're at right that flies to various locations that's right. the one you probably want to stick so you're to. united i'm assuming i am yeah, yeah right yeah. of chicago mm-hmm. sure that makes that makes a lot of sense right where can people find you online what are, what are your tags and your website and well, my website, if you go to KennyKim.com, mm-hmm. it's just been actually re, uh, recently redesigned okay. um, by, I mean, I use Showa sites, mm-hmm. and uh, I, my designer, Julie Smith, uh, used templates that were made by Melissa Love, who is a designer for ShowIt. Awesome. And they put together this beautiful website, and you can find pretty much all my uh, social media links on there as well. What's your Instagram in particular? Uh, Kenny underscore Kim. Yep. Or if you love food and wine and traveling like I do, I have like just like a personal site that nice. I created called Photo Venture Tours. Nice. And you can go there to find out, you know, where I'm up to. And oh. I actually uh, on the side do these photography tours for really? anyone that's interested in photography and, okay. and that wants to experience, you know, Italy and, and their food and their wonderful culture in a different way. I and they can get mo- to that through your website as well? Yes, yes. I started doing this for photography in the, in the beginning, but right. I found that you know people of all different professions are interested in yeah. photography. <laughs> and food exactly, and travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So I kind of left it you know wide open for anyone to join. So now I've got you know just people of different backgrounds just coming on these tours. That's a great And I even have some of my clients, actually. That were coming back with yeah, you. Sure. Coming back with me. So it's a great time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, I tell you what. Thanks for doing this with me today. This was a lot of fun. A lot of good tips. Oh, thanks, Chad. I appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of the convention while we're here in Vegas. I will. You as well. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks.